Hello, everybody. It's me, Seth the DM, and a special, special little guest that's not so special, Adam. <laughs> not so special. That's exactly right. You're Perfect. you're a regular here. <laughs> How you doing, Seth? Thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for guesting on my podcast. <laughs> um, all of you listeners are probably wondering what we're doing, or maybe you're not because you read the title of this episode. But we are doing a prologue. And you're probably like, why are we doing a prologue in the middle of it? Well, we're doing it because we didn't want to miss like a two week, a biweekly upload over, over the holidays. And most of our guys are like on Christmas break and stuff. So we didn't want to miss it for you. We want to still give you some content. But at the same time, we didn't, we, we didn't know what to do. So we're like, why don't we do a, why don't we do a Peterson prologue? We, we did a prologue for all the other like player characters like Zippy, Darian and Norman. So let's do one for Peterson. Man, I'm down. I mean, I didn't know that we were going to do this. You told me just to hop on, and like my dinner's waiting for me. So I'm just. But if you, <laughs> you were like, it, this I mean, is a meeting, and you're like, hit record. Yeah. Like, actually, like my brother's downstairs. We were going to like hang out, but he just said, okay, just hop on Skype real quick. So now, so now I guess he'll wait. I'm just texting him right now. Hold on. And yeah, I guess this will take like uh, 20 minutes or so, and we'll just get. Yeah, like it. maybe 20 minutes to like an hour and a half. Okay, perfect. Yeah, he'll just wait. He's got Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll just say. All right, perfect. Um, so, oh yeah, just for listeners as well. Oh, before we get into it, we're just gonna do the mid roll now or whatever because we're not we're not gonna stop this train once it starts. Woo-hoo. Um, basically, uh, the next episode, the next real episode, back on on the the mountain quest, uh, is gonna be dropping January. Oh, New Year, twenty twenty, twenty twenty vision. Isn't that a funny joke? Ha ha ha. Uh, it's going to be dropping January the 14th, that Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program then. Uh, and if you want to support us, throw us an iTunes review or, or, or like, uh, tell your friends and your mom about us and, um, or like, like Patreon. We have one of those and. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Not to interrupt you, Seth. Last but not least, just kind of tying onto the, our Patreon, kind of, or just showing us support is, uh, we recently released our great pass around two episode and just wanted to say like a huge heartfelt thank you for all the love that we received on Twitter for it, even on Facebook too. Just everyone seemed to love the songs, love the musical. And uh, if you haven't heard it yet, please go back and listen to it because we're really proud of it. And uh, we just want to say thank you for uh, all the love that we received on that. That was great. Yeah. Like, you know, we really upped our game, I thought, this year from our last Christmas musical. Uh, and I'm not sure how we're going to top it next year, but we're going to have to, I guess now, because we've built up this reputation. Um, so Adam, get writing songs. Okay. And I think we're going <laughs> to, we've been talking a lot about how we're going to get those songs into listener hands. So we're mm-hmm. going to like talk about that over the new year and that'll be happening really soon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try and get those songs to you. We've had a lot of requests for people being like, I want the songs on my Christmas playlist. Uh, we probably, we will, we definitely won't get them out for Christmas, unfortunately, but we will get them to you ASAP. I think they're timeless. I think you can listen to them in April. I was about to say, still hold up. shame on whoever said that about the Christmas playlist, because these songs are timeless. <laughs> timeless. So. Timeless. Put it on your regular playlist. Okay. I'm just going to stop talking. Let's get on right. with the show. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So just for listeners, this is all going to take place. Before Peterson was at the Cat Town Lundy and met the guys. That's, I think that's obvious because it's a prologue, but yeah. But anyways, you get it. So, just off the coast of the mainland, between 
the monster capital Don, that's the city's name, and Lundy, where the, the mainland, like, cat town is, there's a series of islands that connect them. Uh, and there's drawbridges that go across from one to the other. All the islands that are connected to with these, like, um, just uh, drawbridges and, and just, you know, planks and string and rope, uh, basically they are connected and they are a part of Don's territory, the Monster City people. Um you, Peterson, grew up in this territory with all the fellow monster people. And by monster people, I'm talking like bugbears, gnolls, other things. You know, stereotypically monstery people. Um, so you grew up there. But, for whatever reason, you are now finding yourself on the island just between the mainland and yourself. That's it, that's it. You find yourself on the island just before the mainland. There's one last bridge to cross. Um, and this bridge is connected to this island that is heavily forested. And Peterson, you are currently walking through this forest in the night. It's raining. It's a thunderstorm right now. And you... Are you scared? Is Peterson afraid of the dark? Uh, well, I have dark vision, so... Uh, until recently, I was not, but now I am. We'll say okay, that. Okay, well, <laughs> you can see, and you can see all the, like, crows that are staring at you through the trees. Um, you can see, uh, you know, just, you hear and see movement in bushes off in the corner of your eyes. Uh, but you're alone, and you're walking through. Um, and all of a sudden, as you're walking through this forest, trying to make your way to the bridge, following this trail... You start to step in some sticky stuff. It, it, your feet are getting stuck to the floor, kind of. It, it's harder to walk. Mm-hmm. And you look down and you see your feet are getting like entangled in webs, spider webs. Well, shoot. Okay. I immediately look around to see if there are any spiders. Am I stuck? Uh, no, not completely. It's just kind of like how you'd walk through the snow, you know, like high knees. Okay. Like, it, it slows you down a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm immediately gonna look for spiders, and just as I'm want to do, known to do, I'm gonna just pull down my mask really briefly, just to see if there's any anything following me, any traces of anything following me in the ethereal plane somehow. But mostly looking for spiders. You pull down your wooden mask, covers your face, and you see into the ethereal plane, and you look around, and the rain has disappeared. And you see the webs on your feet have, like, a slight bluish magical glow to them. Like, they're slightly magical, not completely. But you're looking through. Make a spider check. And by spider, I mean perception check. Oh, those are the best perception <laughs> checks by spider. Spider <laughs> check! My, my spider sense is literally tingling. Okay. Um, 19. No, sorry. Bad math. No, no. Yeah, 19. Good math. That's a good spider check. Um, just like Peter Parker... Your your ears start tingling and, and your senses go wild and you look up into the left and you see in the trees there's an arachne person. And arachne people, for listeners, they're these basically half human body, half spider body people. They're like giant spiders, but instead of the spider head, it's like a human torso and arms and head. So 
Yeah, it's like basically from the waist down, they just have this giant spider body with like the legs and the abdomen and everything. And they're up in a tree wearing this like helmet that covers their entire face except their mouth. Uh, And you can see they have this kind of large open mouth with these spider-like teeth and fangs. And they drop from the trees uh, and land beside you. And they're like... Oh, a goblin. I haven't seen one come through here in a long time. Okay, first off, do I know anything about these guys? Like, do I know what they eat? Typically, I know we're in monster territory. Do they still eat smaller monsters? Like, like stuff that I would know. Do I know anything? Spider history check. Oh, yeah, spider sense, <laughs> baby. Wow, okay. The Force is with me. I just saw Star Wars. Um, history. Okay. Modified 20. Okay. Yeah. You, um, you, even though you grew up on the complete opposite side of the Dawn territory, uh, you still have heard of these Arachne people. They're kind of rare. They're not, they, they state of the shadows or underground mostly. Um, but you know that they seem to be like true neutrals, it seems. Or neutral chaotic. <laughs> you know, they 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 could eat smaller monsters. They have before. They usually eat, you know, people or, or things like that. Um, you know, just like a spider, they entrap the fly in their webs, spin them up, and then eat their guts. So, yeah, they, they totally could eat goblins, and they probably have before. Um, but you know, specifically in this area, since you rolled so high, that... Uh, this spider is most likely kind of just like a gatekeeper between the edge of the Dawn territory and the mainland. Okay, sick. I'm going to say, <clears throat> I'm going to raise my hand in like a general greeting and I'm going to say, salutations, fellow compatriot. My name is Peterson, sole survivor of the Eastern Spear Goblin tribe and the sole apprentice of the late Grand Mage Althazar Creighton. I wish not to bother you, nor linger in your territory for any longer than necessary. I only mean to pass through to the mainland. Mm, curious. Monsters don't like to leave to the mainland. What is your purpose? I have three purposes in one. The first of those three is to seek a place where I am not the lowest species. And as one... <laughs> That's going to be hard for you. Yes, my aspirations are tall, eight-legged one. But as someone who is used to dwelling in the dark places, I'm sure you can empathize with my plea. The second thing is to bring honor to my tribe. I'm not sure how widespread it is known, but my tribe has come to a quite sudden and unfortunate end. And I seek to find a way to not only honor them, but to somehow restore the Eastern Goblin tribe. And last but not least, it is to escape something that endlessly pursues me. Mm. Well, it is not up to me what you do. I was just curious. And which tribe was it again? The Eastern Spear Goblin tribe. Never heard of it. Well, don't worry, because they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) 
but <laughs> they find that funny. They they laugh in 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 ah, eight sports. high fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's only one, right? Um, yeah, there's only the one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of adopt a slightly more casual posture, and I think my mask was up this entire time. So I'm so that's right, right? So I'm just gonna say, um. Well, again, my name is Peterson, uh, eight-legged one. What should I call you? You may call me Lesop. Lesop. Yes. Well, Lesop, if ever if ever I'm asked of the eight-legged ones, I will speak well of you. And I go to I, like. I, I don't need a reference. I don't need. <laughs> but okay, I appreciate it. Well, forgive me, my uh, my type. We need a lot of referrals. Where we we. How we do things. Anyways, I um was great talking with you. I will uh, be on my way. And I go to kind of casually kind of edge around them and walk past. Uh, you're walking past still with, uh, like, webs, like, s- sticking to your feet on the floor. Um, you might want to do something about your landscaping. I mean, I don't want to pry or overstep, but I, I am literally overstepping these cobwebs. Quite a plight. Shh. Shh. I've taken a liking to you, Peter Zinn. Show me your feet. Um. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna pull my foot up. Um, and La- and Lazob comes towards you as you put your, your foot up. Okay. And they like just like hawking a loogie. They like go back and. They spit on your foot, and it's like this light acid, and it melts away the webs ah! on your feet. Ah! But it doesn't burn the shoe through, just the webs. And uh, and Lazov is like, There you may travel easier. You are headed to the wooden bridge, yes? That's correct. Well, I will accompany you. I will see that you make make it there. I appreciate the the companionship. Thank you. <laughs> and the two of you go off. What a great prologue. That was so great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you on the, <laughs> on the 14th. And it all went fine from there. That's it. it, was, it was, you just had to meet a spider person. Um, you and Lazob make it to uh, the edge of the forest, and it clears off. And you see that you're at the edge of a cliff. And there is the, the staked poles of the beginning of this wooden bridge that goes across for quite a ways to the mainland. And across, even through the rain, you can see at the other end of this wooden bridge that crosses this kind of violent sea beneath you right now is um, this giant stone gateway with these two like huge pillars and this giant wooden doors you can see there's torches placed on the top edges of this Mm. uh, of this gate and you can even see um that there's movements up above of other people the bridge it would take probably like uh it, it would be like if you if it was a calm day and it was a nice solid bridge it would probably take like maybe half an hour to like 45 minutes to cross but since it's like wooden and it's like swaying in the wind uh it would take a bit more time so it's quite a quite a distance and it's also like you know storming right now so it just makes it even more difficult oh crap that sucks um Lazab says there is your destination will you cross um 
Well, it looks pretty dangerous, Laysop. I, I'm having second thoughts, I must admit. I thought you had more of a spine, goblin. <laughs> well, I am looking through my spells <laughs> to see if there's any way I can do this alive. I mean, how dangerous do I think these woods are, besides Laysop here? Survival check. Okay. Ooh, five. You don't know. <laughs> it was dark and scary. It's probably dangerous, and you you just don't know. Oh, boy. It's very dark and scary. Okay, I'm going to say, what the hell? I'm a shaman. I have means of achieving the extraordinary. Um, Laysop, are you crossing with me, or is this farewell? I must not cross. I'm a guardian of dawn. You see, if you cross, it may be difficult, even beyond the breach. It's monsters like us usually cannot cross this barrier. For on the other side is the Church of Friel. Huh, I, I know not of this church. Friel is the goddess of logic and a sworn foe to Ganala, the god of beasts, our god. I see. Wow, this is so interesting. I just want to, like, ask you a million questions about this <laughs> world. Um, Okay. But there's a huge storm behind me. I'm just thinking about... Okay. You are quite pretty, though, Peterson. And I have taken a liking to you. If you seek an alternative path, I could show you one. But... It may have its own trials. Well, I don't take well to falling off tall bridges in the big storms of life, as you can see. A little metaphorical as well. Um, I believe maybe it was more than pure chance that brought us together, Laysop. I will go with you. Actually, I'm going to say that, but I'm also going to see... Can I read him to tell if he's like planning to like eat me? <laughs> um, make an insight check I mean I think he already had his chance but <sighs> natural one Prig me you you are like you you don't know you 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 probably believe whatever you you just don't know you you can't read them lace up I think you're my father <laughs> yeah what <laughs> okay uh yes a pe- a lot I will go with you. Uh, wise choice. Come this way. And you go back into the forest. As they lead you back into the forest, back to that area where the webs were, um, they divert your path and go off the path deeper just into the woods. So you're like stepping over twigs and bushes. It's rough terrain. Uh, Lazob is kind of going from tree to tree with its spider legs. Um, and then you see the entrance to a cave. His cave is surrounded with like more webs and everything. Uh, and it seems like this is going to be a spider nest lair. Um, and Lazab just says, come in, come in. Oh man, I don't know about this. Lace up. I lace up. Oh man, I am trusting you. I just want you to know, this looks pretty ominous to one of my species. 
Well, I'm sure I wouldn't like the architecture of a goblin village. Everyone has their own aesthetic. That is true. But damn. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I'm going to pull down my mask and we're going to go forward. This is for asthma. Ooh. This just helps keep the air clean for me. Don't be offended by this. This is fine. Ye <laughs> I have a cousin who suffers the same illness. You know, it's the smog at early ages exposure. You know, all the campfires and the shaman smoke. Uh, I'm sure you relate. It's quite unfortunate. <clears throat> Tell me about it. All right, Peterson, you enter first. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't want to die. Peterson, the most trusting goblin, starts walking into this web-filled cave. The, even though you have dark vision and your mask down, so you can see um, pre pretty well. But you see, it's just webs over webs. Like you're having to kind of like you know brush them out of your path every now and then. Um, in the distance, uh, you well, you go down these multiple cave pathways, and Lazob is telling you, like, you know, go left, go right. And down the other pathways, you can hear the crawling of spiders and, like, their little legs. like, And it sounds like there's more than just, you know, Lazob in here, but you haven't seen anyone else. I'm going to – sorry, uh, just really quick. Can I – like, if I glance behind me, can I see my path in the webbing? Like, is, is like would I be able to trace my steps out? Um, perception check. Actually, I'll make survival check. Ooh. Are you sure you don't want it to be perception, though? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> what the frig? Another natural one. You, if, if you you are in here for, you don't know. You would not make it out here with a guide. You Like, without a guide. You, you just do not make your way. Okay. You keep going down, and you see it. the cave ends, and you see there's, like, a pit. Um... And Lazob comes around you, and the pit is also just filled with webs. Um, and you can see the bottom of it is like 30 feet down, uh, and there's just more webs. But Lazob attaches to the ceiling, like climbs overhead, and spins a web, a thick web, and descends down and says, Use this to descend. It's like a little rope. I'm going to touch it with one hand first and see if it sticks, if I get trapped on it. You touch it and it's like it's kind of kind of sticky, but like you can get like let go of it relatively easy. What a useful feature to your species! And I'm gonna take it and start climbing down. Oh man! You grab on with both hands and it's kind of like slippery and and sticky. It, like the webs are sticking to your hands a little bit, but like you're sliding down the rope. And you touch at the bottom, and you look around. Oh man! And you see. So many glowing eyes, <gasps> like all encircled. And you see that you actually landed on this kind of mound that's raised, maybe looking kind of like a table, um, like a giant just circular table at the bottom of this pit. But it's all like covered in webs and everything. But all the eyes you can see are from Arachne people. And there's just a bunch of them of all different shapes and sizes. And Lazob's there. And he says, Peterson. Would you like to stay for dinner? You know, I would love to. Unfortunately, I just ate um, some old 
orc hide, you know? Um, and I, I would hate to overeat and then not sleep well. You know, the the many pains of a traveler. Always, you know what they say, a uh, rolling stone uh, gathers no moss. Um, I think I should be going quickly. And a big arachne comes from the back, even bigger than Lazob, uh, with this, like, human male kind of body. They come through, like, stomp, 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 and they take a look at you. And their face, you know, it, it, it's very, like, jagged and, and edgy. There's no facial hair or anything, but they have long, flowing black hair. Um, and they just look at you and say, Honey, we shouldn't let <laughs> our guests, we don't have to force them to eat. They probably can't even eat guts and other things. <laughs> Why did you bring him here? I'm sorry, Gregory. I, I thought, you know... I was guiding him through the tunnels to get to the mainland, and I thought I, I was just being hospitable. Honey, you know how weird it comes off, especially with your, like, look, she's a smoker. That's why she talks that way. She, <laughs> she's been smoking for years, man. Uh, but sorry, what's your, what's your name, Peterson, she said? Oh, um, yes, salutations. My name is Peterson. I come, I'm the last soul surviving goblin of the Eastern Spirit Goblin Tribe. Um, I told, um, your wife, I think? Um, all of this earlier, um, uh, or at least your partner, I, d- I don't know how you guys commit. Anyways, um, this whole dynamic is really throwing me for a loop and make it, maybe thinking, I was, uh, you know, a little prejudiced before, I, I, I apologize, I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's a pleasure. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. Gregory, put her there, man. Uh, which one? There's eight. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, everybody, and you just hear like the shaking of legs. It's like that's how they laugh. <laughs> a bunch of spires shaking. Peterson hides a cringe. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I totally get the stereotypes, man. There's enough about goblins too. I just try to be aware, you know, do my part, and just you know, judge a person by who they are. You gotta get woke. You know what I'm saying? These days, you get woke, dog. Anyways, yeah. So, um. You're, you're getting through the tunnels. Actually, I, I work in spider construction. I worked on the tunnels down here in the pathways. Uh, you know, uh, Lazob's probably had a hard day of work being a guardian and, and all that stuff. So, uh, uh, do, do you want me or her to... Uh, and Lazob's like, let me do it. It's my guest. <laughs> okay, honey. Jeez. Um, I'll give a great review on Uber. Uber climbs. Or, sorry, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll, I will give great reviews, but I am curious. We are, um, in a cave further inland. How will this lead us to the mainland? Oh, it goes down and, like, under that, like, sea, and it just goes, it's a smooth operation, honestly. I, I don't want to brag, but my work is pretty top-notch. Anyways, you go down to go to Arania, which is Arachne Village, basically. Uh, this is just our house. Um... And then you just go through there, and then you'll probably pop up just on the other side. Away from that um, Church of uh, Freel or whatever. Logic. You know, just dumb, right? Who cares about logic? Oh, man. Super judgmental. All hail the goddess of beasts, am I right? <laughs> yeah, well, i kind of a spider atheist, honestly. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, you know what? To eat their own. I, I, I appreciate it. All inclusive here, man. Do whatever you want. But uh, any, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, and then as he's talking, you see right below you slumps down like 
just a webbed sack and it's like thunks on the table next to you. You're still standing on the table and you see another Arachne person come down. He's like, yo, rad guys, I just got some McDonald's. Who wants to eat? (laughs) And all the kids, like you're surrounded by a lot of Arachne people and all these little ones like pounce and pounce like past you and start tearing this thing up and you see like blood and guts flying everywhere. Mm, The French flies are the best part. And one of the kids is like, yeah, how'd you know? I love that part. Um, and everybody's like, oh, I love Don's. And Gregory's just like, oh, Don's his name. It's not like a chain or anything. Don's usually tastes the best in case you were curious. Oh. Um, you probably don't eat people, right? No? Yeah. Some goblins do, some goblins don't. I, uh, a, a conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, no worries. And Lazob's like, well, Peterson, if you don't want to stay for dinner, we can just keep going if you'd like. Uh, okay, um, I am in a, I am eager to move forward. I hate to take you away from your family time. I know that's a priority. A large intestine, like, flies out and lands on your shoulder, and one of the spider arachne ch- uh, children is on the other end, and they're, like, slurping it up like spaghetti. Uh, let's it's, like, go. like, Lady in the Tramp, but it's just falling off your shoulder and dragging down, so you have a blood smear over your clothes, and then it just goes into their mouth, and they're like, mmm, done. Lace up, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> As you wish. And you go through more tunnels. And everybody on the way is like, bye, Peterson. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye Gregory. Pleasure. And Lizob lets you through and says, yeah, so usually, like, you know, it's kind of communal living. Like, that was all my family and 324 children. But it's, you know, to get to the city, you got to go through other people's houses. That's That's just how we Arachne people do it. You know what? It probably fosters a, a close sense of community. It really does. It really does. It wasn't too unlike that in uh, my village back when it um, was alive. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, you <laughs> You keep making awkward references to death. Sorry, it's... um. It honestly makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> part, part of the shaman shtick, I guess. Anyways, I'll talk less. Walk more, I guess. All right. And you go through different tunnels and winding pathways. Um, there's a part where even you like slide down in a circular tunnel that just like goes down like a spiral ca- staircase. Um, and then Lazob says, all right, hold up. This is Arania. Yeah. So this is going to be a little hard um, because you can't walk upside down or on ceilings or walls. Okay. Or can you? I am a decent climber, but I can't go upside down. Nothing, nothing like what you can do. All right. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to web you and stick you on my back. Okay. Back buddies. Kind of like one of those baby harness things. Okay. This is, this <laughs> is very new to me, so. Lazob webs you up and sticks you. Actually, they stick you on the front like a baby so you can see. Oh, this is better. Um, and and uh, they take off, and you see the the like cave opens up completely into a wide open space with web bridges branching off everywhere, and so many spider people crawling along them. Lazob immediately like turns upside down and is crawling upside down mm-hmm. on this just large thick strand of web. Um, and you're just seeing everything kind of upside down. But all the web kind of leads to this giant, like, cocoon in the center. And it's suspended by all these strands of web and everything. Um, 
and you are just going through and it, it seems like it's rush hour for these spiders because there's just a lot of them going back and forth from the cocoon, the main part, um, the main part of the nest. Um, but you take all these like web bridges and it's like you hear the tick-tacking of their legs um, and some are like, oh, hey, Lazob. Hey, Lazob, how's it going? And she's just like, it's doing well. I'm just transporting a goblin. And uh, and you're just kind of on the front like a baby. <laughs> just kind of like amazed, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've never seen anything like this. Um, I'm like not saying anything. Like I'm doing my very best to look small and unnoticeable. And I'm probably trying not to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Actually, make a make a constitution save. Ah, damn. You shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> Eleven. Um, uh, you throw up in your mouth, but you swallow it. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, like, flipping and rolling all over these webs. Uh, some arachne people look at you kind of oddly, and, like, some look like they want to eat you, but clearly, since you're with Lazob, nobody's going to harm you. Um, okay. They lead you through, and they lead you all the way down to the bottom of this open cave room, and you actually hit the cave floor, but it's still covered with lots of webs and things. Uh, you see this is kind of the breeding grounds of Arania. There's all these spider eggs, and there's these other arachne people who are kind of like uh, the nurse mothers, kind of, or, or the, the wet nurses for all these like kids um, and spider eggs. It just seems to be like the breeding ground. Uh, so it's kind of gross, and you see all these eggs, but you lead through it, and there is another open pit at the end. Um, uh, there's, like, eggs all throughout the walls of this pit and the edges, and you go down, and there's still eggs and stuff, and you get to the bottom, and there's just, like, the newest hatchlings are, are hatching. You see the miracle of birth, of spider birth. Ugh. Um, and you throw up in your mouth again and swallow it because it's rude to just throw up in, in uh, basically <laughs> a spider nursery. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly say, lace up. Yes. How deep are we right now? Hard to say. Mm. Are we under the ocean? Oh, at this point, yes. Unbelievable what you can do. Yes, our spiders are quite capable. Especially my husband Gregory. He's the best. Well, now you're showing off a little bit. I mean, can't I mean, can't I just be supportive? <laughs> yes, that's that's fine. Um, and Lazob leads you through the nursery, and there's uh, a web sign that's like in different color webbing is <laughs> uh, labeled Mainland Exit. Uh, and this is like there's no more like traffic here. Nobody seems to be going down this path. Uh, and actually, the webs are much less here. Uh, it just looks like a cave, but uh, the webs are are virtually non-existent. They really they really peter off. It, it seems as though no Arachne people really go this way. Um, Lazob drops you off here and says, "Could you make the rest of the journey on your own?" I, I can, I suppose. Um, I don't know what to say. You have done such uh, such a service for me. I wish there was some way I could repay you no it's it's uh i just doing a good deed is is enough for me i suppose the arachne are quite undersung we are it's unfortunate if i ever have the chance to make it up or or to repay your kind i will we will gladly accept 
You know, out of all the monsters, I think us Arachne people relate to goblins the most. So, farewell, and good luck on your journey. It will take a day through this tunnel, and then there should be a ladder at the end that leads to the mainland. You should pop up in the middle of a woods. It's kind of a hidden entrance. All right. Live well. Lisa. Goodbye, Peterson. And they scurry off. And the cave mouth is before you. Wow, so strange. Like, he just leaves. She just leaves. Wow. Okay. I am gonna glance down it with my mask. And unless I see, like, a phantom, I'm gonna raise it up so I have my dark vision. And I'm just gonna start going, I guess. You get going. And you're in the dark. And... and you, it seems just eerily quiet, and, and, and it seems like nothing. It's a very narrow pathway, um, and sometimes, you know, you have to squeeze through because some rocks kind of fell and blocked the path a little bit, but you keep going through. It seems like you're in almost uncharted territory. Somebody had to chart it to build it, but uh, it seems like you're probably the first one in a long time to go through. Do I hear anything? Like, is there... Any dripping? Is there any like? There is whispers? no drippings, but sometimes you hear at certain sections, you know, some water above you, um, or or oh. some like like bashing or like booms or some other ominous noises. Um, but there is there is no like dripping of water. Okay, Peterson hates that sound, and whenever he hears that, he like starts walking fast. <laughs> you keep walking fast, and you keep going and forging your path it does indeed take about a day to get through here and you're tired and dirty did you take time to nap or did you just keep going i kept going man under the, under the ocean All no right. way just before you keep going and you know your mind starts to get to you and your exhaustion and and you feel like you know man are you ever gonna see the sky again <laughs> uh but then all of a sudden you see a ladder, um, a little, like, it's like a, a webbed ladder. Uh, the ladder has some webs on it, but it is, like, wooden. Um, and it's on the side of this wall, and you get to it, and you look up, and it just goes straight up for a long time. Um, do you want to climb? Just curious, does the tunnel end here? Uh, yes, the tunnel ends here. So interesting. Okay, I'm... Man, how how high does it go? You can't see the top. Because um, you're pretty pretty deep underground. <laughs> Man, I am going to rest. This is like a Minecraft thing where somebody hit bedrock by drinking, digging one like cube straight down. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so like how tall is the tunnel up? Is the chute? I mean, not uh, you, tall. How, you how wide is it? can't see the top yet. Sorry, how um, wide is it, I mean? Oh, how wide? It would fit, like, one person. Yeah, like you. Like, one arachne person-sized hole could climb okay. up. Okay. So it's like a manhole. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to... If I can't see the top, I hate to do it, but I'm going to rest. At least a short rest. I'm going to rest for, like, an hour. Try to... You know, so I have enough energy to get up there. For sure. Yeah, you rest, and nothing comes. Nothing comes. It's completely silent. Um... And you wake up from your from your just short rest. Okay. I'm going to spit on my palms. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start climbing, I guess. You start climbing. Left over right. 
uh, and and one by one, and and every time you climb, the ladder makes a rickety noise, um, but you keep going up and up, and you climb for like twenty minutes, and you're still like, oh, it's like exhausting work, and then all of a sudden, you hear the splitting of wood. Make a dexterity saving throw. Crap. Okay. Yes. Um, twenty one. The the ladder part that you were grabbing snaps off into your hands, and the sides of the ladder start splitting, and it actually starts moving towards the back, like it's tipping kind of. But you jump up and you grab onto the above ladder, and it starts cracking a little bit more. But you're so dexterous that you actually can like climb up it quite yes! quickly. Uh, but basically, the ladder at the midway point is kind of in shambles and and almost unclimbable. Uh, it would take some repair, but you made it through, and you hear the clunking of wood falling all the way down uh, and echoing through the cave. And you're like, "Woof, made it!" But the ladder is still secure, even though the bottom half isn't connected anymore. Um, and you keep going and keep going, and you hit a rock ceiling you see the ceiling it's just a rock and you touch it and it's like it just like lifts up like it's on a hinge huh okay and you go and push it and it opens and this boulder like flips open and you climb out and the light of morning shines down and it, it kind of like hurts your eyes a little bit because you haven't seen it in in so long and and it's just blinding a bit but then it clears and you peek your head out of the hole and you see a beehive in front of you and you look around like like wooden beehives like like a beekeeper would have oh and you look around you're like you're not in a forest you're in a beekeeper farm what is going on (laughs) right and uh what would you like to do i'm gonna get out and silently, as quietly as I can, close the boulder. Okay. And I'm going to skulk low, and I'm going to look around to see if there's any people. You hide behind the boulder after closing it, and you're you're a little shocked that nobody's moved this boulder. It's kind of out of place in this whole area. Uh, but, yeah, you don't see... There's a few trees and everything, but it really is mainly just, just beehive after beehive. You're clearly on somebody's property. Um, there's the boxes and, and the nest and the hives and everything. And, and there's a little, like, kind of country-style house uh, just about, like, 100 feet away from you. Um, and there's, like, you know, a little, a little like, woodshed kind of thing for, like, keep maintaining the bees and probably where they keep some tools and vests. And you actually see coming out of that little woodshed is someone in full beekeeper wear, like the full suit. Um, and they have a little spray thing and and they're going around checking from hive to hive. Uh, make a stealth check. Okay. Four. Ooh, here I go. Just go into, just go into, feed these bees and. Uh, hello, can I help you? Ah, uh, s- salutations, uh, fellow, uh, person. My name is Peterson. They, they hold, they um, hold up their spray can like they're a little afraid of you, and they're like, "Wait, wait, are you from Mirage? You one of theirs, man?" Mirage, uh, no, I have no idea where that is. I am a foreigner, new to these lands, and uh, I simply seek 
uh, directions, and I will be off your property post-haste as fast as possible. Make a persuasion check. Ooh, this is not my strong suit. 17. You're not one of the Mirage boys? Then you're a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> great. That is great to hear. They they flip up their beekeeper mask, and you can see it's a tabaxi. It's a cat person um, with some orange fur. Uh, and they come up to you, and they're like, oh, sorry about the, the get up. You know, just take care of the bees. And, uh, yeah, uh, nice to meet you. My name's T-Bone Nightrunner. T-Bone. Salutations. It is, uh, it is a pleasure. And I just got to say, Peterson is kind of going by the seat of his pants. He is, um, he's very not used to, to friendly, to friendly behavior like this. Um, but he, I don't think he's ever seen a tabaxi before. So he's kind of playing it by ear. Okay. We'll say salutations and I'll, he'll shake his hand. Uh, nice to meet you, Peterson. Um, uh, what you doing? Are you come for some honey? I can. Uh, we we just got to stand out front. Maybe you got confused. Um, I have never had honey. I don't know what that is. <laughs> You've never had honey. Okay, you're in for a treat. Okay, come, okay, come with me, Peterson. I I need to show you something. Lead the way. And he leads you just to uh, the shed, and you see there's kind of this like honey processing plant here. Um, and he says, here, here, just take your finger, dip it in. And you see the golden honey is flowing down from this little into a jar at the end of this machine. And uh, it's just flowing down. He's like, that's where he's pointing. Just stick your finger into that little honey golden waterfall. Um, all right. I do it. Now, put it in your mouth. Okay, I do it. It's like <laughs> angels are singing. Peterson has never tasted something like this in his life. You've... Pretty much always just had, like, wh- what food have you eaten most of your life, actually? Uh, just scavenger stuff. So, like, leftovers, uh, like, wild berries and um, probably small, like, squirrels and small game. And then, like, carcasses that were, that, like, we scared birds away from or something like that. So this is completely new. You've never really had anything sweet like this. Maybe a few berries, but, like, nothing like this. Yeah, nothing it's like overwhelming this. overwhelming your senses. And and uh, T Bone is just looking at you, being like like with a giant grin. He's like, "How do you like it? Do you know what? I think Peterson he probably cries. I think, I think he's so overwhelmed at this like this warm weather, this friendly like. I think he's he's he his senses are overwhelmed, kind of, and like such pleasure of the sweetness. I think like he tries to hide it and he quickly wipes it, but he says it's it's good. It's very good. Yeah." I cried my first time, too. Don't worry, buddy. And he pats you on the back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I I wish I had uh, gold or whatever it is you use as currency. I have none. Just the smiles on your face is enough pay for me today. But next time, next time you pay. So, Peterson, uh, what are you doing here? You you didn't come for honey, clearly. You never had any. No, I, um... I am uh, traveling. I am looking for what I believe is called the Great Library of Ohm. Um, I've only heard myth of, of it and its structure, but I've heard that it is a place to find endless knowledge of not only incantations, but of proverbs of the wise. Oh. And I, I was at a, a famous building myself not too long ago. 
a, a, a wizard's tower, and that's where I read of the great library of Ohm. Yeah, you're a greeter, right? That must be where you are. That's the second grand treasure. A, a greeter? What, what is that term? Peterson, where are you from? <laughs> are you from the moon? Because clearly you don't know anything about anything. I'm a little shocked. No honey, no no knowledge of greeters? I, um, I, I come from a small, isolated village. Um, very close to here, but uh, we didn't get out much. Hmm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, homeschooled you must be, yeah. Don't teach it, I, t- I say, the public education system. That's how you go. You're homeschooling, they, they miss out, like this. Well I, I, well, I mean, look at the honey. The proof's in the honey. The proof's in the honey. <laughs> That's where it is. That's where all the proof is. I'm, uh, I would be most obliged. You have already done me a great kindness. Um, but I would be most obliged if you could point me in the right direction of the great library or to a place that could also point me there. <laughs> well, if you're going to go to the great library, you're going to going to have to know a little bit more than a direction. Jay, why don't you come inside? We'll we'll have a meal with the wife, and uh, and we'll just I'll I'll give you your information. I am going to give him an insight check. I mean, I am I am just going to look to see if I see anything off. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay. Make an insight check. Okay. Break me. What is it? Um, eleven. This guy is clearly a cannibal. <laughs> no, no, he he seems like a genuine dude. Okay, yeah, okay, I follow him. He takes you inside his country style home, and it's it's beautifully done, very very like vintage decorations. And you go to the kitchen table, and uh, in the kitchen uh, is a female tabaxi with with white fur, um, and she just turns and she says. Oh hello, Ge- oh guests! Oh hi, N- nice to meet you. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm Pim. Well, Pim Nightrunner. What's what's your name? Greetings, salutations, Pim. My name is uh, Peterson. Well, well, nice to meet you, Peterson. Uh, uh, honey, is, is is he? And he's just like, oh, he, he's just he's just a customer, and, and he needs some directions. So I thought, why not bring him in? And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and she's just like, is is eggs and bacon okay? Yes, I love snake eggs. They're delicious. Okay, well, these are from chickens, but okay. I do have snake eggs in the basement. And <laughs> she goes downstairs. Um, and T-Bone goes here and says, Oh, Peter, sit So, second grand treasure, let's get right to business. It's a ways off from here in the desert. Um, it's a bit north, um, so you're going to need several carriages. I don't think anyone from Lundy is going to take you all the way. You might find someone, but... Uh, do you need to get there soon, or or or, or anything? Or? Um, the sooner the better. Um, I have a few pressing matters that are contingent upon me learning things there. Um, yes, the sooner the better. Long story short. Okay. Well. Well, how about you know? How about you help around the farm or the bee the bee farm for today and. Do some chores, and, and then tomorrow is market day in Lundy, and I can take you in there, and we can maybe try and find somebody to give you passage. That would, that would be incredible. I would, I would not know what to say. Besides, you have my gratitude, T Bone. Oh, no worries. We all got to help each other out. And um, you guys see Pim 
comes from the basement and she starts cooking a meal. You guys talk, just chatting. Uh, do you get like do you talk about your backstory at all to him or like your life or or do you just kind of have casual conversation and allow him to like geek out about B stuff? I I would love to tell him more, but I'm learning that, uh, or I'm quickly realizing, and Peterson's realizing too, that he has no idea what the reaction would be for him being from Dawn, like the monster place. So he he's quickly realizing there's not much he can say without alluding to the fact that he's from Dawn. So, like, he really trusts this guy, but he's going to, like, defer to, to listen more often, I guess. Okay. So the meal passes, and you just pretty much sit there listening for the most part. He tries to ask you some questions, but, you know, you kind of deflect them or give vague answers. And uh, the dinner comes and goes, um, and... He says, uh, oh, Peterson, uh, all right, uh, if you don't mind, I-, I could really use some help just, you know, bottling the honey and then putting it on the cart for tomorrow, if you, if you don't mind helping me out. Of course. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, and he goes uh, out and you go with him back to the shed and you just start bottling honey. Uh, I want you to make a... Oh, man, what check for bottling honey? The love, the love check, the love. Check. I kind of want to say animal animal handling because it's bees, but Ooh, <laughs> we'll just say we'll just say uh, dexterity check. Okay. See how efficient you are at this. Eighteen, baby. Okay, you're pretty good. You're a natural. You're really scooping it. You're getting the right amount. It's not like you're going too much, too little. Um, and he's impressed with your work. And he's like, "Oh, Peterson, <laughs> you didn't have to go to the second grand treasure. I might hire you as a hand here." really use it these days with the with the mirage company in and everything and peeing on my territory so you know what you've uh, I'm, I'm still bottling honey at this point i think and uh i'm just gonna say you know what t-bone you've mentioned this mirage company multiple times um and the hardships that they inflict upon you what is it who are they oh it's a a rival rival honey farm the mirage money honey farm and uh well, you know, I, I I didn't make this farm. It was my grandfather's, and then it was my father's. It passed down to me. And then, you know, the Mirage Farm kind of started up and has quickly taken over our business. They say, well, I've tasted the honey, and it tastes fake. It's, it's, it's more sweet for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know, people are swelling to them, so our sales are going down a bit. But, you know, no worries. Custo- loyal customers come and go. That is, um, that's fascinating. Uh, this is unrelated, but, uh, where is this place? Oh, it's, it's like a five-minute walk from here. It's pretty close. Oh. Yeah, that's also a problem. We, a lot of their men, that's why I thought it was you at first. You were one of their men. A lot of them come over and sometimes the, they rough stuff up and they, you know, tip over hides or, or do some other things. So I wasn't sure if you were trying to do some mischief. Well, they say, you know, lo- location, 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 and uh, competition is fierce for honey, apparently. I can see why. Um, yeah. Give me a moment, um, T-Boat. I have to go... Uh, uh, nature's calling. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to be... Pearson is very much 
wrestling with some intense emotions right now. And I'm trying to think of a way that I can get in touch with Lesa. Okay. Um, I am... Oh, I am going to conjure an animal. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to... I don't know if this will work. I'm going to conjure a peregrine falcon. Or the fastest bird that Peterson would know of. Okay. Falcon works. Okay. And I'm going to say, wait here, bird. <laughs> I'm going to go inside say, Pin, uh, Pim, sorry to bother you. Do you have a, a pen, a parchment in quill? Oh, always on me. You always got to have one. And he takes it out of his pockets and he hands it to you. This is great. Thank you very much. And I'm going to, I just got to go take inventory down. And I leave. And I'm, I'm going to write, Laysab, meet me, if you can, in the bottom of the stairwell tonight. I have a huge favor to ask. And I'm going to tie it to the falcon's leg. And I'm going to try my best to communicate to this falcon. It has to obey me, but it only lasts for an hour. This bird, it only exists for now. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna communicate my best. I'm gonna say, Griffor, I want you to go deliver this to. And I describe Lesab the best I can. The and I try to imprint in its mind the best I can how to find this Arachne. And I'm gonna tie the message to its leg, and I'm gonna send the bird on its way. Uh, are you sending it through the tunnel or like just overhead? Like, uh, over the sea? Oh, oh. Um, man, it's too dark down there. I'm going to, I'm going to send it over the, the sea. Okay. The, the falcon nods and goes and it, it's pretty fast and it starts flying off in that direction. Okay. I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to go back inside and say, sorry about that. That was crazy. I guess my body's not used to, to chicken eggs. Um, the enzymes are crazy. I'm very nutritious though. I can tell. Um. Let's get back to bodily. And you guys get back to work. And the sun falls and you have another dinner meal with uh, with Pim and, uh, and T-Bone. And T-Bone leads you upstairs afterwards. Uh, and you're like exhausted from a hard day's work and like, you know, all the traveling you did. And he leads you to a guest room with just a comfy bed. And uh, and are you just going to go to sleep? He he's gonna Pim and T Bone are just gonna sleep for the day, and he and he said in the morning, uh, you'll be going off to the market with him in Lundy. Okay, I'm gonna say, actually, T Bone, if it's all the same to you, um, I don't really like heights. I'm. Is it all right if I sleep either outside or in the warehouse? I just um, uh, that's I'm more used to that kind of accommodations. I mean, sure, if, if that's what you're used to, then go for it. Okay, thank you. I'm going to go sleep out there. In the warehouse or just under the stars? Under the stars. Um, and I'm and as soon as I see the lights go off in their bedroom, I'm going to try to get up as quietly as possible. Okay. Uh, make a stealth check. Okay. Uh, 18. Yeah, you're you're getting up and and they don't they don't hear you. They they fell asleep fast. Okay. Oh man, this is so dumb. And I'm gonna 
I'm gonna climb. I'm gonna lift up that rock, and I'm gonna climb down as best as I can using my night vision. And um, I'm gonna go to the very bottom of the ladder that I can. Yeah, you go to safely. the bottom to the part where it's broken off. Okay, uh, and and you can see the bottom from there. Okay, and I'm gonna call. Lace up. Are you there? No response. <sighs> Lace up. Still nothing. No res- still nothing. No, no, like, like spider legs. No, nothing. I'm going to, against my, against my. Oh man, this is such a bad idea. Against my better judgment, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast conjure animals again. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna summon a bat. Okay. And I'm gonna tell it to go look for a spider down the tunnel for maybe like a, an hour's distance of flight, and then come back to me and report if it found one. Okay. Uh, the bat conjures and it's flapping its wings next to you, and it nods in agreement to what you're ordering it to, and it swoops down and goes down the tunnel out of sight. And I, I'm just gonna wait for an hour. I'm just gonna like loop my leg around the rope and get comfy and just wait, I guess. After a half hour of waiting, make a perception check. Gosh dang it, man. Freaking oh, but my perception's high. Uh fourteen. Nope. Nope, twelve. Okay. Um you just notice there's you hear some footsteps and things. Um you you just hear kind of movement, not from the cave, but above. Okay, I. How close are the steps above me? Like, are they right, right above me? You're kind of too far down the ladder, and you can't. And you didn't roll high enough. You you can't really tell. You you just kind of hear some <sighs> equi movement. Okay, I'm just assuming. Man, I I have no idea what it is, but I, Peterson is gonna think. He's emotionally charged from these Mirage people, and he he's going to start climbing up the rope as uh, quickly as as safely possible. Uh, okay. And then, yeah. Yeah, you start climbing up the ladder as fast as possible. Um, you've been waiting down there for a half hour. You climb up to the top really quickly. It's not, not too, too far. Uh, and, yeah, you, you see the rock top again is, is above your head. What do you want to do? I listen for more. Do you know what? I... Hmm. I'm I'm gonna listen for more footsteps, and I'm gonna look through my mask just in case, just in case. But I but I'm mostly listening for voices. Just to okay. clarify, like I I I know my mask doesn't let me see through walls or anything, but it's just a force of habit he's used to now. Like yeah yeah okay. So you put it down. You can't see through this wall or the rock, um, but you make a perception check. Uh, fifteen. You hear voices, kind of faint, but you put your ear right to the rock and you can hear some voices being like, all right, get that one. Make sure you get that hive. Make sure you get that hive. <laughs> and you hear you hear spraying. Um, and, and, and the voices are just kind of being as quiet as possible, but you hear spraying in footsteps. <clears throat> I'm going to, as quietly as I can, open the, the stone and sneak out. You open the stone and make a stealth check. Man, ancestors, guide me. (laughs) Peterson is saying the same thing. 
I am going to use my goblin paw and roll again. <laughs> so that's a that's an item I have. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the same number. What'd you get? Eight plus two, so ten. You creak open, and you it, it makes a loud a loud like as you're opening the rock. This is so but unfortunate. You, it didn't do that the last two times. But you see out there's these people in beekeeper wear but uh t-bone was wearing a white beekeeper suit like traditional like white and yellow you know these guys are wearing blue uh beekeeper suits with like black gloves and boots but their their hats are all on and everything uh, and they hear an and they hear and they all kind of like freak out and you can see they have these little spray guns and they're spraying the hives and they're all like oh oh what is, what is that go 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 and they all kind of just like start scurrying off in the woods to the direction that T-Bone said Mirage was like you know a 5 minute walk away okay um, i but they're kind of spooked by the noise they think somebody's walking up or somebody's trying to catch them can i still see them yeah they're they're you can see them just going right into the woods just on the outskirts of the farm um and they're kind of like jumping over uh like a fence and and going uh but you see them as you're coming out how tall's the fence? Uh, it's really small. It's it's just like a really basic one plank kind of fence. It's it's like three four feet tall. Okay, in that case, I promise I have a spell slot for this, and I promise I know more spells than this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to conjure animals, and I'm going to conjure eight war. I mean four wargs, which is like those dogs that goblins yep, ride, yep. and I'm yep. sick them. And I'm, I if I can't do it with Arachne, I'm doing it with Wargs, man. And I I hop on one, and I'm chasing those guys down to kill. So the four kind of feral dogs, the Wargs, appear, and they're kind of large, large enough for you to ride, Peterson. Uh, and you hop on one, and the three go in front of you, dashing off into the woods, and you're riding behind. Uh, and I'm going to pull they... my mask down just because it's badass as hell. Okay, yeah, you pull your mask down. Uh, and you can see the faint glows of, of these people. Um, and they're running through, like, running through the woods, kind of tripping over themselves. And they they are scared. And now they hear dogs, like, like barking, basically. And uh, and they're even scared. They think, like, you know, T-Bone got new dogs and, and security and everything. And they're freaking out. And, and they're running. One trips over a log. And a warg jumps at it. And you want them to attack, like, attack, attack, right? Oh, kill him. Okay, yeah, uh, roll. Okay. I have no idea how to uh, control these guys. Oh, 16. Okay, does that hit? Yeah, that hits. Okay, so they fell down, a warg jumps on top, and they start clawing and biting at their back, and you hear their screams. Uh, Roll damage. Okay, 2d6 plus 3. 11. Yeah, it it bites through, and, and it's bleeding, and they're screaming, and it kills them. It's just clawing them to death. Beekeepers aren't the most, you know, <laughs> high-level people. Half-work um, beekeeper, baby. <laughs> uh, and they're dead. Um, and you can see, as it tore open the bee suit, it was more uh, tabaxi people. Like, it was more cat people. Ooh, um, remorse. Okay, keeps going. The, the wargs, the other two, are chasing the other ones down. In total, there was uh, there was only three beekeepers, like, doing this job. I forgot to mention that. Okay. So one of them's down. Uh, one, two of them are still running. Roll for both those wargs to attack. Okay. I imagine it's going to be one each. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, this one is a 14. Okay, that hits. Yes! Okay. The next one, uh, also a 14. Yeah, that hits too. Uh, eight damage on that one. On the first one. Okay. And then 13 damage on the, the next one. So the first one pounces, and the other one kind of catches it and, like, is grabbing its teeth, and but it falls down, and it's, like, holding its face, uh, the, the warg's face away from their own so they don't get bit. But it starts clawing and scraping at its chest, and it's bleeding. But that tabaxi is still alive. Uh, the other one... That gets taken down, just completely sideswiped by the other warg, and is just maimed again, uh, and 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 dies. So the one is just alive, barely. They're bloody, but they're holding open this like warg mouth, and it's like snapping at them, and they're like screaming, and they're like, "Help! Somebody help!" Okay, I'm gonna snap my fingers, or I want a cool cool snap. Anyways, I'm gonna snap my fingers and say in goblin like, "Stop." to the warg and I'm going to ride up and I'm going to look down at, at him and I'm going to in common I'm going to say look at me beekeeper the warg hops off the teeth that were sunk in its hands like leave and it's like bleeding through its gloves and it's just lying there on its back and it's like heavy breathing and it's just like I'm sorry don't kill me please don't kill me where's your chieftain surely you are not he no I, I just work for Mirage Farms I, I just I I just, I just work for Mallory. Where is she? She, she's at the farm. She's in her, she's in the house. And I'm gonna go like yep to all the other wargs, and I'm gonna say, if you survive, you would do well to leave here and never return. And I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna slam my heels, and I'm gonna ride to the farm. You ride to the farm, and um, with all you the wargs, there if I can. Uh, with all the wargs, yeah, they're all, they drop, like, the two that killed their, their prey, they have uh, meat and blood all over their faces, but as soon as you snap, uh, they all, ears perk up, and they start, like, riding alongside you. Uh, looking back, you can see the tabaxi, like, limp, kind of, like, struggles to stand up, but then starts limping out of the woods, like, in an opposite direction, trying to run away from you. Um, and you ride through the woods, just, like, all, you're, you're gunning it. So you get to the other edge of the forest and you see this giant, like, seven-foot-tall stone wall blocking the perimeter uh, of this property. It's like a full-on estate with, with uh, like, so much land around it, but it's all walled off. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay, I'm going to, with hand signals, I'm going to whisper, I'm, like, going to gesture to my wards to stay silent. And I'm just going to lead them around until I find, like, a gate or something. You start... Moving alongside the the wall, just keep following the wall until you find the gate. You take a left turn, and um, you see it opens up into like the plains, and it's it's less woods and trees. It's just more open area, and you can see on this side uh, of the property is this gate, um, and there's two uh, sword wielding wielding tabaxi just standing there, and they seem kind of bored. One's in a chair, and the other one's kind of leaning up against the wall, smoking a pipe. These guys look a little more capable than beekeepers, huh? Yes. Okay, I'm going to cast... You know what? I'm going to make use of these dogs, man. I'm two of them on the left one, and then I'm going to go with the other remaining one, and the one I'm on, we're going to sick the right one. Okay, um, make a stealth attack or a stealth uh, check first to see if you can sneak up on them and make it like really just a stealth attack and overwhelm them. Oh, baby, okay. Nope, seven. 
Dang it. Yeah, you you don't. You like yip and they immediately turn and draw their swords and they're like, "Who's there?" And you guys all just pounce. So roll to attack for every single one of them. Okay. Okay, that'll be 18, natural 1, uh and then 24, and then my attack, I guess, uh 17. Uh so only two of them hit. Okay, it's it's basically one per side. Uh so roll damage. Okay. So the warg that hits on the left is going to deal 12 damage and then okay. though then my attack is going to be well I have never played for this many <laughs> NPCs at the same time um, my attack is going to be I'm going to use primal savagery which is my like melee cantrip and it's 2d10 and it's 15 damage so the two wargs attack the first one the, the one closest to you they pounce he dodges one of them and the other one like sinks into him and slams him against the wall and starts clawing and biting uh, but but they're alive uh, the other one though again dodges one warg and then you riding on the warg cast primal savagery and it's like claws come out of your hands and your teeth get sharp and you just like drive by swipe his neck and immediately kill this tabaxi <laughs> and they fall to their feet um, the one other tabaxi is going to try and attack this warg that's on him right now. Okay. That's an 11. AC 13. All right. Okay. Well, they they try to grab their sword and raise it, but the warg, like, s- slams their hand back against the wall, and they can't even raise their blade. Uh, roll to attack again. Okay. Frig. Nine. Okay, uh, that does not hit. They somehow try to bite, and he like moves his neck. Uh, but you could attack with any of the other wargs. We're kind of okay, in combat just, now, so I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead, which makes a really loud bell sound, and it's like psychic necrotic damage. I've, I gotta roll to see if I hit though. Twelve. Okay, um, that doesn't hit. Ah! Um, but this bell tolls off. Um, and they, even though they're right next to it, it doesn't like hurt them. Uh, the bell alerts everybody inside the estate past the, past the gate. You see a lot more lights in the windows starting to turn on. Okay. Um, what would you like to do? You still have a, like a few more wargs that you could, you know, attack with. I'm going to sick them all on this guy. They got to kill right. him. All right. Uh, roll to attack. Natural one. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Okay. Um, th- again, he's like Neo all of a sudden. And then the last one is 24. Okay. He's like, oh, he's getting real confident right now. Because he's like, oh, I'm dodging all these. The bell didn't <laughs> hurt. And then all of a sudden, this warg just, like, comes up from beneath, grabs his ankle in his uh, mouth, and, like, drags him out. Uh, and it's just, like, flailing him and throws him against a tree, like, with just swinging him with his jaw. Uh, and his spine cracks as he hits the trunk of the tree. Um so he's he's dead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get one of the wargs to fetch his body and bring it to me. And I'm going to get the other two wargs to... No, you know what? I'm going to use Shatter on the gate. Okay, go for it. Um, I, I imagine that... I think that just works for it, right? I mean, it'd be super sick if it did. I hope so. I don't know. Rule of cool. You... The, the wargs all, like, assemble next to you like the Avengers. Um... And you cast shatter uh, at the at the gate, and it just goes boom. And the wood explodes in the chunks, and it makes this hole in the gate, and and the door kind of like collapses over, 
And as the dust kind of fades from the collapse and the explosion, you see standing on the porch of this estate is a female tabaxi in like a nightgown and all these six other tabaxis with like axes and bows and swords standing on the porch. And the voice comes out and says, Who are you? What are you doing? And I'm going to say in the the deepest voice that I can summon, man, I wish I had thaumaturgy. I'm going to say... To everyone who lives on this estate of Mirage, leave by tomorrow noon, or else I will return and wreak far more damage than I have this night. And then I'm going to point my open palm at the house, and I'm going to cast Fireball. (laughs) Okay, uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, intimidation Wait a minute, I can't. I'm out of... Oh, I'm going to burn my fourth level spell to cast it. Oh, you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you are uh, going to cast it just at the house, not at anybody? I... Like, how many floors is this house? Uh, it's just two levels. Do you know what? But it's like... It's Screw really it. Nice. I'm going for Mallory, man. I'm just going right for her. Okay. Uh, no intimidation check needed then. You're going to just blast it off right at them. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so you're going to just blast off right at them. They're going to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Um, and, and everybody else is going to make a dexterity saving throw, too. It's um, a... Um, let me just double check. It's a 20-foot radius sphere around okay. that point. So okay. uh, everybody is in that. They're all on the porch. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, only two saved, and they were the two, like side guards, one with an axe and one with a bow. Those guys are heroes, man. <laughs> Everybody else, including Mallory, did not save, so uh, roll your 8d6 fire damage. <laughs> what am I doing? This is so stupid. <laughs> okay. 26 fire damage. Mallory is standing there with uh, three guards basically on either side, so seven in total. And she just yells out what are you doing this is this is the mirage money honey farms you can't just break it out what did what did we even do to you then you're like shut up and they shoot off (laughs) a fireball and she's just like oh damn and boom the front of the house explodes and and shrapnels of the porch are just raining down uh, you can see some of the even uh, beehives. There's beehives all over the property, and you can see some of them are like even tipping over, and bees are like getting startled and like coming up, and you can hear the buzzing of them. Um, they're all freaking out, and and you can see the the smoke dissipates, and two very wounded guards like stand up, and they're like, "What the hell, Mallory? Mallory, are you okay?" And they run over, and they're like, "She's dead." She's dead! And, and they're, like, weeping and, and everything. And, and they, like, pick up their weapons and they're like, You! And you see uh, people from around side, other beekeepers in the back. Like, 15 more people start trickling out the sides. And they're like, Mirage Farms is not falling today! Kill the intruder! Kill this psychopath! And you can see, like, a mini army of more uh, tabaxis with swords and beekeepers just with regular spray things and grabbing, like, rakes and, and pitchforks uh, are kind of forming in front of this house. And um, 
you are standing there with your four wargs, uh, and you're on top of one before them. What would you like to do? So, damn, she is stacked. <laughs> she had a lot the, of uh, people. Was not it was a full-on company. <laughs> Dang Big it. Big family. And the house is on fire right now. Like, like it's it's caught on fire and it's blazing up and it's like it's lighting up the the night like it so it just seems like it's daytime for everybody. Man, I am just gonna man. I know that this is not gonna happen, but I'm just gonna like look behind me and pray <laughs> that I see any Arachne behind me. <laughs> you no. look behind you. And it's just open field. You are alone. Okay. How many of them are there? Fifteen? Now there's seventeen, including the last two, like people. And they're spreading out, eh? They're pretty spread out. And they all have weapons. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna back up me and my wards. My three wards kind of in front of me. Um and I'm going to cast... How far are these guys from me? They are 20 feet from you. Okay. Sorry, I'm just thinking. I'm going to... I'm going to cast... I mean, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to... What I'd like to do, Seth, is cast Toll the Dead just to make that loud bell sound ring out. But it's just for... It's the closest to thaumaturgy I have. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Bang! And then I'm going to say... Um... Let this be a warning. I'll say it again. Leave Mirage and never come back. Or I will return and do much worse to you. And then I'm going to... I'm going to cast Toll the Dead again. Make one more ominous bell sound. And I'm going to... I'm going to send my three wargs in to get to kill as many as I can. And then my warg is just going to ride into the night. Not towards... My not towards T Bone and uh, Pim, because I'm realizing that this was an awful choice, <laughs> and I'm and I'm just gonna run as towards Lundy as best as I remember him describing how to get there. Okay, um, so you toll the bell. Make an intimidation check first. Ancestors guide me. What have I done, Seth? You've ruined a bee company. <laughs> seven. You got seven? Yeah. They are not convinced. And they, your three wargs charge into them. And they all scream, Aah! and they charge into the wargs. And you're kind of like bailing from the situation. And you can see the wargs. And the the people are just about to collide. And then you hear... You hear a web like splat on the ground. And you turn around and you see just in front of the moon, you see glisten. There's a spider-like arachne figure. <laughs> and they slam down with a spear into the ground. And a little shockwave sends everybody flying back. Um, Lazob's high level, and you can see it is Lazob here. 
um, the wargs have like fallen back and they're a little intimidated and the people kind of fall down or like you know stumble back a bit and they see this and these people have never seen an arachne before and they're like what demon demon monster demon and they grab their pitchforks and fire and Lazob just goes foolish mainlanders Ah! And then she just like screams and, and like just stomps her spear into the ground, creating another kind of like thunder wave. Uh, and they kind of take damage and go falling back. Uh, and she successfully intimidates them. Yes! And, and they're like, holy crap. Like they can tell the power gap between them and this monster. And they're like, what have we done to deserve this? Run! Everybody run! And they just disperse. They they start climbing the, the stone wall. They cut, start diving in the back. They, they are just running for their lives. Because to them, basically, they were sleeping, working one night. And then all of a sudden, their house gets exploded. And a demon spider person shows up on their doorstep. Uh, but they all run off into the night, leaving the Mirage Estate. Wow. So there's like a huge fire, but besides that, everything is still. Yeah, there's just the fire roaring, and and you can see uh, the outline of Lazob uh, in front of you uh, at the gate. Okay, I'm gonna round up the wargs, and I'm gonna trot up to her, and when I'm maybe like five or ten feet away, I'm gonna park it, and uh, I like to call my wargs Ma, Pa, Claw. And bra, and <laughs> bra, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna get off, and I'm gonna walk up, and I'm gonna say, "I didn't think you got my message." Mm. Your message? No, I, I, I. Well, there was a bird that came, and at first I ate it. <laughs> And I noticed it had a letter on its leg, and I coughed it up, and it was from you. I don't like being here on the mainland. It feels wrong. You weren't at the bottom of the tunnel. I, um, I apologize, Lesab, and I, uh, circumstances forbid me from being there punctually, but it is hard, it may be hard for some to see, but I believe we did a good thing today. There are honest working people. Over there, and I gesture towards the um, to T Bone in Pim's land, and we say, "Who have rights to this land, as you have rights to yours, and I hope to have one day myself." And we did a good thing by helping them keep it. Persuasion check. Okay. I want to see if she believes this, or if she's moved by it. Okay. Sixteen. Perhaps there are some decent mainlanders. You're <laughs> one now, so you count. But I don't belong here. I should get back. Of course, but lace up. I must ask you, do you, do your people have any desire, even within, quietly, to have a main, uh, a foothold on the mainland to call their own? We are content being under the ground. Well. But I could say, 
I could go for some mainland honey. Ooh, well, I, um, there's ton of, there's tons around here, and I gestured towards the honey things. I said, but apparently it is uh, not good. But if you come with me, I will show you um, some a truly wonderful thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him back with all my wargs back to uh, T Bone. Do you know what? I'm gonna do it as quietly as I can, and I'm gonna go into the warehouse and bring out some honey to uh, lay lace up. Okay, yeah, you can do it quite quietly. And you bring out a jar of honey. Lace up while while I give it to her. Well, first I'm going to pry it open, and I'm going to get. I don't know if you can open this with a um, with your pincers. Anyways, here, um, and I'm going to say, I want to show you something. And I pull out this um this stone that I have in my pouch. Um, it's like a black opal stone. I'm going to say, this is a. A magical item that I found um, where I last lived. And if enchanted properly, it has the capacities to grow into what I believe to be is a village. And since I lost my goblin tribe, I, I have aspirations to plant this in a good land. And to grow a new home for goblin kind, where perhaps they are not the downtrodden. And I know you're content where you are, but there'll always be a spare bedroom for Laysop and her kin there one day. Arachne people don't like showing emotion, but you can see her lip kind of quivers and her spider-like fangs kind of like shake. And she's like, that is very kind, Peterson. There is always... Room in Arania for you. And Gregory's welcome too, and, and everyone bring Don, you know, a good helping of Don, some French fries. Gregory had a fight and we're on bad terms right now, so maybe not him. Oh, I hope it wasn't because of me. It kind of was. Oh, no, I totally saw that happening. Ah, sorry, you'll work it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a flash in the pan, two strong forces like us. It, it happens. Well, you guys have great chemistry. She, she kind of, like, chuckles and shakes her legs, and she's like, Well, I'll be off. Thank you for the honey. And don't get into any more trouble. I won't. Thank you, Laysop. And Laysop goes down underneath the rock and down into the tunnels. I I look at the fire. I You know what? I sit against the house. I I push my mask up to rest on top of my head. And I fall asleep while looking at the fire burning in the distance. And you do so. And then you awake to the door of the house opening and T-Bone's there being like, Breakfast, if you want it. Good morning, T-Bone. Good morning, Peterson. Uh, Um, How'd you sleep? You know, great. Better than I have in days. And I go inside to eat some chicken eggs. Uh, and he passes you. He's like, I'm just going to check on the bees. See how they're doing. Okay. And you go in and start eating breakfast. And he rushes in. He's like, Peters, what happened to the bees? They're dead. What? All of them? No, but a few hives. What What happened? Did you fall in the night or something? What? A- I run outside. 
and I look, and I guess I, I look for the first time at the damage that was done there. Yeah, and you, well, you don't see too much visible damage, but you see like there's dead bees on the ground, and the stuff that they were spraying before you got there clearly was like poisonous to them. I um, Tebow and I, I am so sorry. Halfway through the night, I got cold, so I went into the warehouse. I, I must have missed something happening out here. Persuasion check. Seth, come on. Don't make me do this. You gotta. <laughs> Ancestors guide me. 17? He just said you were the only one out here. How can I trust you? They, uh, four hides don't just die like that for nothing. T-Bone, I, I promise I would do nothing to harm your bees. I... I'm in love with what you have here. I would, I would do anything to preserve it. I think you, sh- I think you should leave for now. What? I, I, I just, my bees are part of my family, and I just lost hundreds of family members. So, I just think you should go. I see. I am. Very sad. Peterson's very sad. I mean. And this doesn't affect me at all on any emotional level. And I I am... (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) I am going to... Nod. Pull my mask down. And cast fireball. No, just kidding. Um, Another house burned to the ground. I'm going to... Do I have any spells back? Uh, you had a long rest, yeah. I'm going to start walking and start jogging and running. And then I'm just going to jump into the air and cast Conjure Animal. I'm going to summon a giant owl, like a giant, yeah, a giant yeah. owl. And I'm, I'm going to fly to Lundy, I guess. I'm going to fly away. You fly away. Off. And you look back as you are flying away and he's just kind of like holding on to one of the hives and just you can see he's weeping. And Pim comes out and she goes there to console him and you're flying off. Um, And from above, you can see clearly like their estate and the burned down ashes of the other estate. Uh, Just in like the Mirage Family B Corporation. The Mirage Money Honey Farms is in shambles and destroyed and it seems empty. Um. And you fly all the way to Lundy. Lundy's actually not that far, especially by flight. And you land. Do you want to land on the outskirts? Do you want to land in the middle of the town? Or is it cold here? I I forget. It's only cold in Mana Snow, right? It's only cold in Mana Snow. It's it's like uh just like early summer here, pretty much. Okay. I uh I'm I'm gonna land maybe like maybe like a, a ten minute walk outside the gates. Okay. You land outside the gates. Um, and people you can overhear are talking about like did you hear what happened at Mirage Farm something happened it destroyed giant spider attacked and things like that people are kind of gossiping about it Um, but you can see it's market day and there's all these vendors and stalls um, and you're walking through the streets and somebody pulls you aside and and is like hey do, do I have a deal for you you need some pills? You need some pills? I got some pills if you need some. 
What do you say? And then somebody else pulls you to the side and says, No, look at your clothes. Ugh, stained with some gross stuff. You, you reek. Uh, what about one of my fine linens? You, you, do you need any, any clothes? What, what the hell? I didn't say okay, Google. Sorry about that. Somebody pulls you aside from him and says, No, no, look at you. you. Oh, you reek. You look so dirty. You've been crawling in the dirt and everything. You need some, you need some uh, clothes or something? And then uh, all these vendors are trying to persuade you into buying their wares. I, I'm, I'm kind of in a, a shock, a haze, but I am going to, I'm going to ask, um, no, I'm not going to ask any, I'm, yeah, I'm going to walk into like a clothing store, I guess. I'm, I'm going to try to get some clothes that look relatively like, uh. Of fitting for the land. Okay. Um, uh, you walk into a store. Um, and it's called Furballs, Furs, and Accessories. Uh, you go in, and it's mostly not, like, everyday wear, but it's just lots of, like, hats and coats and, and things like that uh, for cold weather. Um, but you think, hey, why not? Might as well, you know... Look through, maybe buy something. You don't know where you're going to end up. And uh, entering into this store is where we're going to end your prologue. Because this is the store that you meet Darian and Zippy. And that's the end.